Hello and welcome, Calcio fans. This is United by Calcio. I am your host, Christian, and I am joined as always by Robbie. Yes, sir. Wow, that was not very exciting. That was not yes, very sir. Exciting. Yeah, come on, man. Say it like you mean it. Like Jose Mourinho would say it. Tell me, tell me, yes, sir. Yeah, like you would like, come on. Yes, sir. Ah, <laughs> uh, jokes aside. Uh, we yes, yes, yes. I know, I know. The trademark Mourinho celebration, yeah. please. Yeah, yeah. Just what was that? What was that? Yeah. Can't hear you. Well, you know, <laughs> just in case y'all couldn't tell, we are going to be talking about Jose Mourinho and Roma this week, because of course, why not? Right. This is the team that just makes you want to just stop turning the TV on for their games, right? This is a this is just what this team's become. It's just like you what you you turn the TV on, you're like, you know what? I regret I regret this decision. Because if I wanted to see a whole bunch of like hockey level fights, I just would turn hockey on. It's okay. <laughs> I see plenty of that there. The thing is, this team is in just total chaos right now. There's articles left and right popping up about tension within the camp. The Friedkins are just essentially blatantly ignoring Mourinho's calls for an extension for the last two years. Mourinho's just been breeding toxicity left and right. This team has been about as in- inconsistent as it gets. And they're currently in ninth place. 32 goals, 24 against, 8 goal difference, 29 points. Not exactly great. Not what you expect from this team. And a whole bunch of red cards and yellow cards to go along with it. So where does this team go from here? I mean, the expectations were obviously higher than this, right? I mean, we definitely expected them to be at least in top six consideration, right? Yeah. And when we talked about Roma, we talked about them having to go through the gauntlet back early December. Yeah. We looked at their schedule and we're like, all right, because they were in fourth place at the time. We're like, all right, this is their test. Like, let's see how they do. They go through the gauntlet. I'll run through these games right now, but they only won one of these games. And so they failed the okay. test. They drew 1-1 at home to Fiorentina. Lost 2-0 away to Bologna. Won 2-0 at, against Napoli at home. Lost at Juventus. They tied Atalanta, and then they lose away to Milan. So they just went through the other top teams, came away with one win and two draws, three losses. Not exactly what you want if you're going to say, hey, we're going to compete for the Champions League spot. Like that is going to happen. And that the performances over those games wasn't it. Not to mention you add in knocked out of uh, Copa Italia by your arch nemesis Lazio. Yeah, I mean... The ugly scenes after that game say, say everything, right, as well, uh, about where this team is, uh, where the fans are. I mean, the fans are turning on Mourinho at this point. The fans are turning on the players at this point. They've yeah, got signs out there. Uh, of course, right? They've got signs out there essentially calling the players mercenaries. Um, I think it's a little harsh, right? Like, I mean, what, what, what a, to an extent, like, what, what do you expect, right? Like, to this team is not exactly built in such a way where it's, it's not built to thrive. Let's be serious, right? It's built to just survive. It, and it's evident on the field. It's just survival. That's why they play smash mouth football, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's not good that they're relying on players like Dybala and 
Lukaku. Like, no. From an organization standpoint, one, is never there. He played 13 games, yep. five goals, six assists in those 13 games, which is great, but That's we've right. played 20. So that means he's missed seven games. Yeah. That's drastic. And some of yeah. those games were big. And then Lukaku is just, I mean, he's a one season loan where he automatically goes back to Chelsea. Yeah. So long term, that's not great. But you brought him here, you spent the money rather than doing a permanent transfer for someone else because you thought he would push you over the top and you are in ninth place halfway through the season. That is not good. And he's been fine. Like the stats, sure. What does he have? He has eight goals. So like, Mm -hmm. that's fine, but you need more than that, especially when your former strike partner has 18 goals at this same (laughs) point. Right. Yep. Says something, doesn't it? To an extent, at least it could say something, right? Depending on how you look at it, right? I mean, yeah, and I mean, all the guys they brought in have just not yeah. been good. Like, no, Awar no, has two goals, mm-hmm. but he hasn't really seen the field a ton. Um, like, Ronaldo Sanchez has barely seen the field because um, he's yeah. hurt again. And now That's he's hurt. apparently might go on loan to a different team. <laughs> so there's like... It's just like there's so many – they put their chips in on players that they shouldn't have put in, and they're yeah. paying the cost for it. Like everyone knows about, oh, yeah, Renato Sanchez. He had a great tournament in 2016. But he's been injury-prone ever since. Yep. So I don't know why we thought this year would be different. Exactly. It's just we know he is an injury-prone player. Same with Dybala, and mm-hmm. they have too many question marks – and it's burning them because they're not getting consistent 11s every time. They're forcing youngsters to play. They had to take a lone 18-year-old who wasn't playing for Juventus to start <laughs> at center back for them. Yeah. Like, that's bad. Like, it Juventus is. were like, yeah, <laughs> take him. That's great for us. He gets experience, and, like, we were never going to play him. And that's not a knock on the kid. Like, he's good. Right. He's a good player. But he's mm-hmm. 18 being thrown into a... Rome Derby, yeah, in his first cap. That's not That's right. what you want. No, it's a serious matchup, and it's a big matchup with uh, with consequences. And you're right that that's not the the game to start. An 18 year old who's just come into your team is just trying to learn everything. Right. You know. With that said, you know I, there, there's many gaps here, and you mentioned a bunch of them. My players that were brought in just weren't good enough, and 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 it's sort of there were. Uh, there were some there were some conversations happening about the fact that uh, Dybala had a 12 million euro uh, release clause that was active for or is active for part of this winter transfer uh, market. Right. The thing is, people were shocked by how low that was. But reality is, he's so injury prone that 12 million. I mean, it seems right. Right. It's not exactly crazy. Yeah, it's a low number because of what his ceiling could be. Right. But we've been talking about his ceiling for years. He's 30 yeah. years old now. Like mm-hmm. at some point you just know he's only going to be available for half to two thirds your games. Yep. And if you're going to pay premium money in this league, you're not going to pay that. That's right. Uh, but yeah. Exactly. And uh, you know, that's just one hole, right? Of course, because you look at something that's a very worrying statistic for me, and you look at the saves per match, right? 
1.9 saves per match. I mean, I don't know how many times we've talked about Rui Patricio in this podcast, but I'm pretty sure it's been every time under the guise of he is just bad. He's a bad goalkeeper. He hasn't been good for years. And right. I'm stunned that he's still the goalkeeper for Roma. Right. Like, and it's not like a position that is very hard to fill. Like, right. price wise. Like, Chelsea mm-hmm. just refilled their goalie position with Petrovic from the Revolution for cheap. Right. And mm-hmm. he's been outstanding. Like, you can find goalkeepers that are young and talented that just want minutes all over the world. You can. Like, easily. You don't need to be starting Rui Patricio because he's older and has experience. I was clamoring for Handanovic to get out of there because yeah. he was so clearly deteriorated and not mm-hmm. the same keeper. Rui Patricio, Rui Patricio was never really that great. No. And he's just he's gotten worse and worse and worse mm-hmm. every year. And that's that's part of the issue here, right? I mean, uh, they, they've just not been able to fight and you know, hard enough to to maintain any sort of momentum here. Uh, the reality is, it's not the lack of big chances because they're fourth in big chances created, and said yeah, which says something, right? How many wasted opportunities there? But they're tenth in clean sheets, which tells you something about the leaky defense, right, and the inconsistency back there. And you know, of course, we we all know the talent is there, right? Zaleski. Uh, you've got Eduardo Bove, you've got Mancini, who's a good center back for sure. You've got somebody in in uh, Cristante who's a reliable soldier. You know, he can play midfield, uh, he can play center back, he's sort of everywhere. You got Spinazzola, who's rumored to go to be going away at this point. But generally speaking, you've got talent, right? So you can't necessarily blame all all of this on the players at the same time because the reality is a manager at some point does have to take responsibility. And let's not forget, the last few jobs Mourinho has had, it's always it's never Mourinho's fault, right? There's this man who's supposed to be a legend, but it's never Mourinho's fault. It's always everybody else's fault. First off, he is a legend. We need to clear that up. Okay, we still love enough. Mourinho. He is the special one. Um he just isn't special for Roma, and that's okay. No, <laughs> that's okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, at some point, like it is definitely like Mourinho is to blame for this, and also the players are to blame. Both can be true, and ownership, financial fair play, they they have their hands tied. Maybe. They're just you got to be good with the purchases you make if right. your hands are tied, and they are mm-hmm. getting it all wrong. Um, every time you watch Roma. They mm-hmm. seem uninspired. Like even when they win, it just is an ugly game. Like and then like they just it's just such an ugly game, no matter what they play. Like they play the yep. Mourinho defensive, let's win one nothing ball, but then they don't actually win one nothing. It's just they concede, they don't score. It's like it's anti football. It's it basically is. what they play. It absolutely. It is very much it. And I'm looking at the schedule here. The next three weeks, they are playing against Verona at home, Salernitana away, and Cagliari at home. I, Big games. You would think three games, right, where they can win, yes? Nine points. Got right. to have it. That's right. After that, things get a little trickier. You got Inter at home still, but it's still Inter. 
Uh, and then Feynord, they're like enemy uh, at this point. <laughs> the uh, European giant that they always face. That's right. Uh, that's a fun matchup. Frosinone away again, another matchup where they should win. And Feyenoord again um, at home. You know, in general, there's realistic expectation here that they should pull at least 12 points out of these games, right? Yeah. Obviously, minus the Europa League games. Yeah. I mean, the Europa League aside. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they just went through the gauntlet. They played all the good teams. And then if you just take out the intermatch, like, they should be winning a lot of these games. They should. And if they want to be in that Champions League conversation without qualifying through Europa, like, you got to win these games, especially the next three. Like those have to be nine points. If they don't get nine points out of that, that is really, really bad. All three of those are in the bottom. What four, five, mm-hmm. four? They are. Um. So like you gotta, you gotta have nine points out of those. Like you are supposed to be a Champions League esque team. You beat these teams, and then speaking of Europa, like fine order, a tough test. They're gonna have it out for him took extra mm-hmm. time in the last Europa League leg in the semifinal last year but again like you gotta have it this is a competition that can help you get out of financial fair play by going deep in this competition absolutely. you get more money um, absolutely and then you get into that round of 16 granted you're probably going to be an underdog at, once you get to that round of 16 um, mm-hmm. depending on who you match up with but they should be able to go to toe to toe with almost everyone in that league, bar probably like Liverpool. Right. That's really like the right. one team that like yeah. will probably smash them. I mean, there's other teams that will definitely beat them, like mm-hmm. the majority. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh right. they can compete with the rest. Yeah. No, I mean I completely agree. Uh I mean, over over the next what, uh, seven weeks here, or seven games they've got, rather. They have every opportunity to to pull out at least six victories. Again, opportunity. I didn't, you know, I'm not saying they're going to. It's very likely that they could pull, you know, you know half of them wins, half of them draws, and, you know, the, you know, one, uh, one loss against Inter, but... The Inter game, in my view, is a loss just because, you know, they're not, they're, unless they just somehow pull consistency out of out of a ra- uh, hat here, but we'll see. Um, you know, looking, this is where things get complicated, in my view, because you look at February 26th, and that starts sort of the the end of the season run there, right? You've got some tough matchups. You've got Torino, you've got Monza, Fiorentina, Sassuolo, then you got Lecce, but then you got Lazio, then Rinesse. Then Bologna, then Napoli, and finishing off with Juve, Atalanta, uh, Genoa, and Empoli. That's a pretty tough end of the season, right? Yeah, I mean, you got to hope those last two games are going to come in handy against home to Genoa and away to Empoli. But both those teams might be playing for their lives in Mm -hmm. that game. Like, Genoa aren't like lighting the world, like they're at 22 points. So they're safe for now. They're only five points up from the drop. So if certain results don't go their way, they certainly could be in that conversation where they're fighting Mm -hmm. for that. Um, 
or vice versa. Maybe they get up and they're fighting for a conference league spot. Um, so it'll be interesting. Like Roma could go anywhere. Like it just right. Like you could see them win those games, the six out of seven that you right. were saying. Mm-hmm. They could also win two of those. That's right. So it's exactly. just like they're so unpredictable. And they if are. they don't get a European spot, which is up in the air, I would imagine Mourinho is out of here. I, I would totally agree. I mean, but, you know, it does sort of pose a different question, though, um, because in my mind, you know, yeah, if, if things sort of spiral to that point, he's definitely gone. But haven't things spiraled enough to this point? Haven't things reached fever pitch to this point? I mean, they lost 1-0 to Lazio in the Coppa Italia, essentially a, another derby della capitale, right? And then they lose in, in some embarrassing fashion against, uh, against Milan, right? They draw Atalanta. The reality is this team has sort of reached that, not just those things, but Mourinho, the way he's handled this team and, and the sort of toxicity he's built, right? Uh, amongst the fan base, we mentioned the the, the Europa League uh, incident uh, after the final. All these things, don't they add up to to saying enough is enough, moving on, or is this just marketing that's you know sort of valuable, right? And no no such thing as bad press kind of uh, mentality. Yeah, exactly. Bad PR is just PR. Yeah, talked that's right. about that's great. Um, but yeah, I think. Look, the antics aren't good, but Roma being in a Europa League final mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. They were in that conversation. They were penalty kicks away from making the Champions League in pot right. one. And then they won a trophy at European Conference League two years ago, which again yeah. is a great accomplishment, regardless of who is in that competition. Like, that was the first trophy since like 2003, like it was, it was, I don't know actually when the last trophy was, but it was a long time ago. And that's something of a culture that you have to set where they've made these deep European runs, which Mourinho is known for. And Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see going forward if he can replicate that with this European, the Europa League, because this Europa League seems a lot more harder Hard, a lot harder mm-hmm. than years mm-hmm. past. Like Leverkusen is a wagon. Liverpool is back to their old form. Uh, yeah. West Ham is really doing really well. Brighton are doing well. Then you got Atalanta and Milan as well for your own Serie A teams who are both better than you. Um, That's right. So if he can make a run out of that, that might save his job. It depends. Like, I feel like... Right now, we saw him go through the gauntlet, so we're at right. the lowest we can be on him. Like that's right. So we're gonna crush him. That's he just failed his test of going through the gauntlet. Now he has yeah. three layups that he sh- they should win. If they win all three, okay. Now we have a different perspective. That's nine more points. They're only five off Fiorentina for fourth. Right. So how close is that gap after those three games going into the intergame? And that's a totally different storyline that we'll have. Absolutely. No, that's a great point. Um, I think you're right. I, I think that, that there's, there's 
Yeah. Well, I, I think there's probably a, a lot more to be seen here. Uh, perhaps I'm uh, a little, you know, harsh on on, on the whole uh, antics aspect, but uh, I just feel like those kinds of things coupled with the poor performances just signal the end of of something that should have ended a long time ago. You know what I mean? Um, but with that, let's assume he stays there until the end of the season, and then he leaves, right? Because I think he he does have a clause in mm-hmm. there that you know, would essentially mean the owners would have to pay him a certain fee, probably not a small fee either to terminate his contract early. Let's say he waits until the end of the season. Do we expect somebody prominent to step in right away? Like, are we expecting them to take the time and and really find someone, I don't know, like a Conte or something, someone like that? Maybe a Tati. <laughs> ah, interesting. Well, does he even have? A I have no idea. If that's, no, I don't no, know. No. That's, yeah, I have no but, idea. I'm just throwing rumors. But that also has been rumored. <laughs> interesting, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna have to be someone who isn't gonna cost a lot of money, right? Because of financial fair play, so they're already stricted on cash that they're not mm-hmm. gonna go out and spend it on a big name manager. Um, no. So it's probably gonna Good be point. a more younger, unproven, or like a uh, Tiago Mata, or yeah. Mr. Italiano, like that's right. One of those two could be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like one of those on a smaller team. Um could be interesting hires. Could you see like a uh Dionysi leaving? Uh yeah. I mean it depends Rome. how it goes. Like it depends on how the rest of the season goes. Like if they can salvage it, make it a decent um season like in the middle of the table depends i'd say he probably has his conversations with his players like if berardi says hey i'm leaving maybe he's like okay yeah i should go too yeah, that's like fair. get out of there before the bridge falls yeah absolutely it makes sense you don't want to hang around too uh too long past the uh that point yeah. uh with that said uh i do want to at least one prediction uh here from from you you know my my thought is that he Mourinho's gone at the end of the season, uh, one way or another. But w- w- what's your thought on that? Do you think he is gone uh, at, by the end of the season, or do you think he renews? I mean, do you think he, there's a realistic chance that he renews? I'd be surprised if he is there next year. I bet he he gets he goes to Saudi Arabia. I know he's, his name has been linked there a lot, so I wouldn't right, be surprised right. if that's that's the case um they're throwing around a lot of money so yes they are i wouldn't be surprised if he goes there um it's a good point but i would be surprised if roma re re up unless they just of course have a great second half like there's so many games to play like if they win europa league okay yeah fine bring him back maybe that's probably more reason you should not want him back of just like (laughs) fresh breath of yeah 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 no, you're you're absolutely right. That's a that's a great point. But you know, with that, we'll we'll see, right? I mean, this season's uh, still got plenty of action for us, so we'll see what happens. We've got 18 yeah. more weeks to go here, and uh, I I don't think we'll be bored. I think knowing Mourinho and knowing this Roma team, we will not be bored. I think there's going to be plenty of excitement here. Uh, plenty more red cards and yellow cards to accumulate. Plenty more uh, screaming matches for Mourinho to get into. It'll be interesting. But whatever happens, we will be here to cover it for you. 
Yes. Thank you for listening to us. Robbie, thank you for joining me again for this uh, episode of Touchline Tension, episode number three in the series. Thanks for having me. Of course, we'll be going through the rest of uh, the teams uh, throughout the rest of uh, this season. Otherwise, thank you again for listening. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or X, uh, Threads, YouTube. Uh, Leave a comment. Subscribe. Let us know what works, what doesn't. Send us a message. Let Robbie know he shouldn't be an Inter fan anymore. Let me know I shouldn't be a Juve fan anymore. Please, by all means. Um, I probably will say no, but it's okay. At least you tried. Nonetheless, thank you for listening to us. Have a great day. Robbie, ciao. Ciao.